What's up, people? It is Dave Duncan Kyle back from Metal Epidemic for another album review. For this review, Duncan Kyle and I have been checking out the new album from Washington DC rockers Caustic Casanova. The band's new album, Glass Enclosed Nerve Center, will be released on October 7th via Magnetic Eye Records. Uh, so, album number five from Caustic Casanova which follows up 2019's God, How I Envy the Deaf, formed <laughs> in 2005. Yeah, I love that album. <laughs> formed in 2005 as the trio consisting of drummer and vocalist Stephanie Zekner, bass player and singer Francis Berenger and guitarist Andrew Yonke, Caustic Casanova's chose a path to constantly refine their thrillingly unpredictable music. Um, after a number of proudly DIY releases, Caustic Casanova caught the attention of Kai Lessa, who released the band's third full-length, Breaks, through their own label, um, having brought their pure rock pure rock fury to the riff-thirsty masses on more than a dozen full and regional US tours. Caustic Casanova applied their road-honed chops to bang out a heavier, more joyously swaggering set of righteous songs for their 2019's triumphant album, God How I Envy the Dev. Mm. With the addition of second guitarist Jake Kimberley in 2019, the quartet set their sights on making the most adventurous and prog rock Casa Caustic Casanova record yet. Glass Enclosed, Glass Enclosed <laughs> Nerve Center, fucking hell, underscores all their strengths while making the most of the expanded lineup that opened up their sound to new possibilities. The album was recorded and engineered by Jay Robbins at Magpie Cage, produced by Jay Robbins and Caustic Casanova, mixed by Andrew Schneider at Acre Audio, Acre, Acre Audio, fuck's sake, mastered by, by Dan Coutant at Sunroom Audio, artwork designed by Scott Patridge. Jesus, that was a This is how it's pronounced now. <laughs> Acre. Acre, fuck me. Right, okay. Um, right, so I, I'd never heard of these guys before. Um, and a couple of reasons I picked this. One, we've, like, the last month we've reviewed a ton of stuff, a lot of well-known bands, you know what I mean? Your Machine Heads, Megadeth, Behemoth, Clutch, all that sort of stuff. Yes. But, like, for this week, we're going to try and hit a few more kind of relatively unknown bands this week. Oh, right. Is, is this in backlash to the internet saying they only review the big releases? <laughs> yes, we are. We are Metal Hammer. Shills to our former selves. <laughs> Not shining um, spotlight at all on any bands that no one's listening to. <laughs> I like it, Dave. Like, let's, let's fight for the little man on this one. So that, <laughs> that was that was reason one. I'd never heard of them before, and I was like, five albums? I was like, what? Well, let's check these guys out. And secondly, I listened to one of the singles just to get a kind of gauge on what it was going to sound like. I was like... This sounds like it could be a Duncan band, and I might I might be completely wrong here. <laughs> I might be completely wrong, but that was my initial thoughts. I was like, this could be up Duncan Street. All right, could be completely right wrong. Um, so, um, Duncan, what what did you think? Is is this a Duncan album, or am I, was I completely way off on this? <laughs> You're a bit off, yeah. Oh. Um, not fully off. There's right. there is a lot to unpack here, and there's a lot to celebrate. Um, okay. There are some negatives, and I'm, I'm going to come to that. And these negatives right. are purely personal taste. Right. Um, they're very good. They're very good at what they do. They're very good songwriters. Um, the word quirky sprung to me. <laughs> yeah. right. yeah. Now, quirky's a dangerous word, right? Let, let's just put that out at the front here. Quirky's a dangerous word because if mm. you see that someone, if you see some music is quirky, mm. that's interesting. 
if your wife refers to your penis size as quirky, <laughs> that's not a good thing, right? Oh, so, no. so I'm just saying that in, in the hands of the the word that is, in the hands of the person saying the word, mm. uh, can take on a different meaning. And this is a quirky album. Quirky yeah. as in it's full of personality, right? Mm. It's got a lot of character about it. They are incredibly good at what they do, and every single song here is like its own wee story which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I say own wee story, that's maybe, like, short-selling the length here. Um, this, is a, this is an album that starts off relatively concise and then, like, is basically an album at the end. Uh, the last <laughs> two tracks collectively together are 30 minutes long, um, whereas the preceding three tracks are about, what, 12 minutes, if that... Mm. So, all right. So that's the first thing to say. So it's quirky, full of character. Um, the songwriting is really, really good. I think the riffs are well played. I think it's well produced. I like the vocals. I like the fact that we have dual vocals here. Mm. I love the female melody. I think it actually works incredibly well with you. There's a kind of almost kind of snarly, kind of folky, punky thing going on with some of the melody cadences, which really, really works. Also works with the guitar playing. But then you you get lulled into a false sense of security about how heavy the band is and how heavy they actually are, that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these tracks don't necessarily bear their teeth and their heaviness until way into a song or, you know, only for small stabs without necessarily giving you everything fully. So it isn't until track four, which is like nine minutes long, Mm-hmm. I actually started to get an impression of how heavy these guys can actually take it. Mm-hmm. And it gets considerably heavier, specifically on the closing track. All, what, how long is that closing track? It's for 22 20, minutes. 22 minutes or something, isn't it? Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Bill Moose against the sky rolls off the tongue. Um, <laughs> but like, the thing about it is, when listening to it, I don't feel its length. That makes sense. It should, but it doesn't. Um... And even the preceding track, which is the, the one I was talking about that bears its teeth a little bit, which is Shrouded Coconut, travels the, like almost the full length of a song as an instrumental before it really switches things up as well. So I think it's well written. I think it's well recorded. I like the melody. I like the tone. My issue is mm-hmm. I think they need someone in the room to tighten things up. Um... It wanders a lot, and it wanders well played, but the wandering at times is a bit of a distraction, and I get that you only have to look at the artwork to get that they're a quirky band, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's full of personality, and it's full of life, and it's full of colour, and you get that in there, but by the third listen, I was kind of like, right, I don't know if I actually really like this section in this song, but I really like this section this one I wouldn't put here hmm. but this is really cool and this is now them hitting their mark but I'm not too sure about so yeah I, I I found myself maybe unfairly nitpicking certain things but I think if you're going to make a track that's nine minutes long there's an art and there's a skill to that I don't think they've fully mastered it I think the there are there are certain elements in this album where the full quirk swings in and it feels a little bit bloated for me. So yeah, I, I I'll be I'll be brutally honest. I don't know if I will ever revisit this album again. Um, although I can completely appreciate what they do. It's not mm. bad in any way, shape, or form at all. It's just not 
it's not a Duncan album. I don't know where we're like. I, I, mm. We're going to speak about this off air to try and work <laughs> out exactly how the wires got crossed um, there. But there's there's too many elements that go off in directions, which to me, maybe we work on a different song, but not on a track that's 22 minutes. So mm. yeah, um, I found it like a bit distracting at times. Um, mm. So that is all I will say on okay. Casanova. Didn't dislike it, but it's it's a bit too. Not even avant-garde. That's not the right word. Um, it's a bit too self-indulgent. There, it's there. It's a bit too self-indulgent for me. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, okay. Let me try and try and shed some light on why I thought it might have been a Duncan album. Um, I, as I say, I listened to one single beforehand yeah. just to what one know, get an idea. Just the interest. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the track. Um, Loadstar. I can't remember what the name of the track was, but it was the one where that uh, doesn't matter. But anyway, I listened to a single and I was like, right, okay, this sounds quite interesting. I thought I knew, like I had a kind of idea what we we're going to get from the album. Um, wasn't prepared for, for the rest of the album. <laughs> Not at all. So, so had you listened to the rest of the album before you sent out? Or was no. it just, I've seen, I've heard this single. It's quite interesting. I want to yeah. hear a whole album of that. And then you sat down and listened and you realised that it is one element, but it's one element of <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah. My my first listen to this album was a mix of Oh that's quite cool and then into what the fuck is going on there? <laughs> so and I kinda went back and forth on that. Um like stylistically this ranges from stoner sludge to proggy posts noise punk rock or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's 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 kinda wild. Um and when I finished the first play of the album, I honestly didn't know what to think of it. I was like, I didn't know if I liked it, I didn't know if I disliked it, didn't know what day it was. Totally <laughs> discombobulated after that first listen to the album. Um, and then one night when, like, when the, the rest of the the fam were sleeping, um, it was about one in the morning, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that album on again. <laughs> Because I've, although I was still like really undecided about it, I was kind of intrigued to go back and listen to it again. So, stuck it on again. Second listen. Second listen was completely different for me. Um, and I think it's probably because I was somewhat prepared this time. 100%, yeah. yeah. Um, I knew shit was going to get weird. Um, but I was kind of okay with that. Um, and once I kind of kind of succumbed to the, the oddness that is Caustic Casanova, I began to appreciate it a lot more. Um, I think this is a, an album that's got a lot of fun in it. Like it's it's a very very unique sounding release. Um, and what I kind of enjoyed about it is that although it's quite eccentric and very quite peculiar in style, they somehow managed to keep you engaged. You know, until 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 one point in the album, which I'll come back to. And I I think it's I think it's the balance. Like although they have a very weird side. Which, like, yeah, I'm talking like you're pulling influences from bands like, like the Melvins, Fugazi, right. like Les Claypool, um, Mr. Bungle, like Mr. Out Bungle, in, out of fucking nowhere, yeah, <laughs> Boris, um, 
And then they have this other side, which is more grounded, where they're leaning into this more kind of like, as I said, kind of stonery sludge sound, sound. And you've got a kind of like Queens of the Stone Age, kind of Red Fang, almost, and even kind of newer stuff like Arman the Bronze Age a little bit as well. I could see why that would be appealing to Kylesa. So that to yeah. me makes sense, if you know yeah. what I mean, where they would hear them and go, right, we, we've got a label, we want a band that does that sort of stuff on there. Yeah, so. yeah. And, and that's what, like, when I heard those kind of moments, when I heard that on the single, that's what I was thinking. Duncan, like Duncan, I'm now 100% following your training. <laughs> right, you're feeling right, yeah. Yeah, I think um, it derailed when the album came to me, but <laughs> at this point, we're fully on the track. Right, okay. Um, and I think, like, from that kind of more kind of grounded side, you, you do get a little bit of, of respite, you know, just, you know, you can enjoy a kind of nice, kind of heavy riff, and it's not quite as tangled, which I quite mm. liked. Um, it's also got a very kind of retro feel about it, I thought as well. Um, a lot of the more kind of like post kind of moments felt very 90s to me like i a lot of the the punk rock side of it sounded like it could be influenced by that era mm-hmm. um, it's also got some like 80s sounds and some of the prog licks um some of the vocal melodies as well that that track uh, shrouded coconut huge 80s vibes on that like rhythmically also in the synth work as well fucking slap bass as well which is like a huge thing in, in the 80s like guys like mark king so um, a real like real melting pot of styles and ideas. Um, I don't after listening. I don't imagine this is going to be everyone's cup of tea. Um, but I found quite a lot to enjoy in it. It's it's quite an album to fully digest because there's so much going on, and it will take it takes a few spins for it to like fully kind of get in your head. But I, I did find that every listen I gave it, it kind of clicked with me a little bit more, and I felt myself going back to it. Um, however. Um, this is where I come to the negative part. Um, it is, it's only five tracks. Mm-hmm. Clocks in at what, like 44 minutes and something. Um, and each track is fairly packed. Um, especially the last track. So, Bull Moose <laughs> Against the Sky, right? Which, as I mentioned, about 22 and a half minutes. So you're talking like half the album is yeah, that one track. Remember, remember when Meshuggah released that single? <laughs> yeah. 22 minutes long. It's kind of their version of that. Right. Catch 33. Was it Catch 33? I think it was Catch 33. Um, <laughs> it's their version of Catch 33. Was it that one or was it I? I, I, I think it's I. That was just a single track, yeah. Yeah, so this is where I kind of struggled a bit. Um, <laughs> that that track just kind of went way, like, way too far for me. Like, it had some cool moments on it, but I think it, it was for me. I did feel like that track went a bit too kind of avant-garde. Um, starts completely a cappella and then yep. just kind of feels like it goes through every style possible. Um, it and it, it kind of lacked a bit of the balance of some of the other tracks. It feels it feels far more experimental. Um, and like when a band like this goes experimental, it shit gets a bit wild. Um, <laughs> I found it was like. It felt completely intended. Like I felt like yeah. this track is supposed to be a complete and utter head wreck, um, even more so than the other tracks. And it, it just kind of lost me a bit. It didn't matter how many times I listened to it, I was just like, "What is going on here?" I think I think the transitions from style to style are kind of fairly well done. Um, there are there are certain uh, characteristics that appear throughout the track more than once. Uh, the more kind of ambient kind of guitar tones you hear popping up quite a few times. Yeah. Um, um, but there were, there were certain segments of that track it just felt in there to be kind of, it felt kind of like... Quirky, Dave. <laughs> yeah, quirky. 
I felt like it was being bizarre for the sake of being bizarre yeah. to me. Um, and that didn't work for me uh, personally. Um, but out with the, the last track, which is half the album, um, I do, I did, en- I did enjoy this. Um, I think there's so much personality on this album. Like yeah. they have got personality in spades, um, which I think it just comes across massively on the album. So I commend them for that. Um, they, they, I think they stand out for a good reason. Um, and I would, I would hundred percent check out the next thing they release because they are really fascinating for sure. Like a really interesting band. And musically, their 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 playing skills like they've got serious chops. Like they really have um, to to be able to like encompass all those styles and be like that good at them. Like if if, if the impressive. if the Callous Dowboys went prog, um, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. this wouldn't be that far off it. To be yep. honest, totally. Yep. Um, Kyle, what are you, where are you landing with this one? Album of the year. What's this? <laughs> Strap the fucking right now. <laughs> Bananas, giraffes. An aquarium. <laughs> Giraffe eating a banana. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, after the first, like you, after the first like spin, I was like, what the fuck did I just listen to? That was amazing. <laughs> I was signed up. I'm not kidding. I was all the way in. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice one. Oh, he's not taking the piss. Huh? No. You are aware that, like, he's Kyle... I'm Duncan. So yeah. when you heard this, you were thinking it's a Kyle, Kyle album. Ah. Easy done, Dave. Easy done. Easy done. Yeah. I mean, I know what you're saying, Duncan, about its quirk and how you'd be turned off by some of the parts But man, I just, I just love weird shit like this. <laughs> Bands just go off on a fucking direction that's just crazy. But it works. It does for me. It completely works. It's not like some weird bit of synth tacked on and it just sounds out of place. It's like, well, do you know, I think that works a lot. You know what? This reminds me a little bit. I get the same feeling of watching those old Yellow films. <laughs> it's just like sometimes it's just a weird fucking thing for yeah. no reason. It's just like, all right, there's a weird like synth stab in one of those films. And you're like, where the fuck did that come from? Why is that there? Nothing happened. Or the rest of the score is like orchestral and something they go, ah, and I synth like, all right. I can fine. explain it for you, Kyle. Most of those scores were written independent before the movie happened. Yeah. And it was just too cheap to take it out. So like, they wrote seven songs, we'll use it in here. But what about the weird synth stab that happens when guys are just sitting having coffee? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't really fuck with them. <laughs> but I love that. I think it's great. And this album have you smiling from ear to ear the whole way through from like the surf almost surf rock intro on the first yeah. song i was like all right cool and then it goes it gets really heavy and that last song is 22 minutes long yeah. <laughs> i'm just yes. like honestly i thought i looked at the at the runtime i was like i'm gonna hate this aren't i but no loved it not even kidding i loved it blows my mind that this album connected with you so quickly yeah when you sat down and listened to cripple black phoenix that just didn't connect with you <laughs> i don't know what it's it like is, I've listened to Cripple Black Phoenix a fuck ton recently, and I love I it now. now I wish board. we could. Can we go back and re-review that? Because no. I want to replace <laughs> that yeah, video with. I love this album. <laughs> Get out of here, Deadzy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, this to be oh. like not not to take pot shots at them, but once again, this reminded me of why that Cripple Black Phoenix album was so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, so every now and again, you just need someone in there saying, "Do we need this bit?" Yeah, oh. they were actually I mean, talking in that interview. Interesting, you said you mentioned uh, Surfer Rock there. 
Like when we were interviewing mm. them, they openly said, "Yeah, there was a bit that we wanted to put in that surfer rock, but we were vetoed out." Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that. Not this fucking song. It was like, yeah, well, you know. Yeah, so I mean, sometimes it works. Some cost the cast and over, they just continue on with it. Yeah. Well, the that's bag. the thing. I only really got the surfer rock sort of feel in the first bit of the first yeah, it song. Doesn't carry, like, yeah, it doesn't yeah. carry on. Yeah, it doesn't and carry maybe on. one little twig in that twenty-two minute fucking opus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> this is staying in my rotation I don't know if it'll end up at the end of year list but I mean I'm going to be one. coming back to this loads because it's, it's a great time it's really really fun awesome so some bands you're like yeah they're so fucking heavy and I love it and it's 40 minutes of, but this is just like we're going to have fun and we're going to fucking love it and we have a give a fuck attitude that we don't give a fuck yeah <laughs> See, this is why you don't bin every email that comes in it's worthwhile <laughs> listening because just because it doesn't connect doesn't mean that one of us won't love it so there we are true okay so um, scores for Caustic Casanova Glass Enclosed Nerve Centre uh, Duncan, what are you thinking? It's a three. Um, okay. I appreciate everything that they're doing on the album. Um, I just think if I was in the band, which I'm not, <laughs> the band can clearly tell me to go and fuck myself with a rusty chainsaw, and I won't disagree with that. I think it's overdue, and the internet would agree. Um, but to me, there's there's a there's a there's a role called a producer, and that producer sometimes focuses the things I think that a little bit tidy up and a little bit more focusing it would be more palatable to me mm. it's not to say that's not palatable to the fans of the band um, and fair play to them, they're being them and yep. if only more bands were like that, uh, the world would be a far more interesting place so yeah, three. Mm. nice um, I will go up um, a little bit more I'm going to go 3.5 um, I, did, I did eventually enjoy this first listen, I was like mm, I really don't know um, but I, I, I like the fact that they are just being them and just being like, well, listen, this is it. I don't, we don't give a fuck. Like, yep. this is what we're going to sound like. Like it, d- dislike it, whatever. Um, and I kind of dug that. The 22 minute thing was a little bit too much out of my comfort zone. Like, I just, I kind of struggled to get my head around that. Um, but the other half of the album, I really enjoyed. So I'm going to go 3.5. Kyle, what are you thinking? See, I was going to come in at 3.5. Right. I was, really was. I was like, okay, this is a 3.5 album. But then they have, they are a band after my own heart, and they mm. have a generous use of cowbell. <laughs> they and do. I have to give them a 0.5 just for that, because it's <laughs> fucking excellent. Yeah. I love cowbell, so that's it. Four out of five. Four out of five. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, yeah, Caustic Casanova, the new album drops on the 7th of October on Magnetic Eye Records. Um, I'll put some links below. Uh, be sure to check them out. There's a Facebook link, Bandcamp link. Have a listen. Um, it's difficult to gauge on listening to one single I'll, I'll tell you that right now so <laughs> give the album a listen try and listen to the whole thing and listen make your own mind up listen to a 22 minute track and at the end of that if you're like this is my jam then the rest of the album you will love you probably love it yeah. like unabashedly so. put it yeah. on toast um, check it out <laughs> let us know what you think stick some comments in below that is the review thank you for checking it out we'll be back with another review very soon but until then take care speak to you soon bye everyone bye